0: Yay look at that that first hour just flew by It always does. I said this for 20 years. This is the fastest two hours of my life every week. just zooms right on through. Hey, we got open lines. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Don't wait until the last 10 minutes before the show ends. Because then we get all the calls at one time and then we can't get to them all. So give a holler. 651-641-1071. And we didn't do a joke because I was talking as we went to break. Okay, so we'll just do something. Okay, here's one. It's inappropriate to make a dad joke if you're not a dad. It's a four-paw. Oh. Four-paw? Yeah, F-A-U-X, That that four-paw? Yeah.
1: Yeah, four-paw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, Mm
0: -hmm. there you go. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we we said something. So th- there you go. You can <laughs> hey. add that to your repertoire in case you're keeping any you know, anything going here. So Okay, jumpy. Now right, we got open lines, so give a holler. We can get you on right away. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Okay, jumpy. Okay, folks, uh if when you, you got a dog that jumps, well, then don't like try throwing them down or whatever type of thing. All that's interaction. And the dog is like, well, you play a little rough. I'll play. So, first, let's say you're out on a walk, okay? And you come across somebody that you want to stand and talk to. And the dog is jumping, jumping, jumping at that person, like, hi, hi, hi. Okay. What you're going to do is that now, first of all, you are not using a retractable leash, right? That stays at home and is only for potty if you're going to use one. Otherwise, burn them because they've hurt way too many dogs dogs and way too many people by having the line get twisted around people's fingers ankles dogs legs tails faces necks but anyway so what you're gonna do when you go for a walk the dog is to walk with you as a team but anyway so let's say we stop and we uh i'm uh, meet somebody i mean i'm hi how you doing and the dog is jumping 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 okay what you're gonna do take your take your depends on how tall your dog is and then how uh how uh, so tall your dog is and then uh, what you're going to do is you step on the leash where you're going to practice this and now if it's a big dog you use two feet if one, a small dog just one foot's fine so what you're going to do you're going to step on the leash where when the dog when he's standing his head is dipped slightly Okay, but then if he sits, the collar goes a little bit looser, and if he lays, the collar goes totally lo- loose. So what you're going to do is you're going to taste just a minute to the person you want to talk to, stand on the leash, and then now when the dog goes to jump out at that person, lunge forward, he corrects himself. Usually it takes about two lunges, and all of a sudden the dog is standing on a loose lead, and then all of a sudden he's sitting, and all of a sudden he's laying. He's taught him this. And so every time you're going to do this, so pretty soon you no longer have to step on the line. it depends on how fast your dog picks up on this and what you want to do as or how you, what you're doing here. And the whole thing is just ignore them. Let the dog figure out that it's him causing the problem and that he can resolve it by he cannot wear that person because you're standing on the leash. So then once the dog sits, okay, then have that person come in. Now, remember when you greet a dog, come in sideways, just side profile to a dog profile is a calming signal then you put your thumb at eye level of the dog and then uh, i put your thumb on your leg at eye level of your dog and then wiggle your fingers tap tap with your thumb wiggle wiggle side profile look to the floor don't look at the dog you can see him out of the corner of your eye all right, and then when the dog comes in, you know what I mean, and and it says hi, then pat him on the side of the face, not over the top of the head, and then now, uh, but now the person, that the owner of the dog, you're standing on the leash, so you've got control. If the dog tries to jump out, he's going to correct himself. So if the more you do this, and the more persistent and consistent you are, that you always stand on the leash. Don't pin him to the ground. You're going to maybe put a knot in your leash, depending on how tall your dog is, okay, that... Um, when you know right where that knot is, that oh, that's where you need to step on it. If he starts jumping, let's say you're, you're walking and all of a sudden he starts jumping at you, like, "Hey, I don't want to do this anymore." Hey, I don't. Wanna, hey, come on, let's play. Let's do this. He starts goading you to stop, drop your line. You know what? The what you always keep like where the handle of the leash is. Keep that in one hand. Don't drop the whole leash, folks. All you're doing is dropping the leash that is hooked. The side that is hooked to the dog, okay, that hand comes off the leash. The other hand holds on to the very end of the leash. And you're using a six-foot leash on this, all right, a six-foot leash. So, you know, the average, so what you're going to do is that you're going to practice this so when you need it, you know right where to stand. And so you just stand on the leash, ignore the dog. Don't look at him, don't touch him, don't talk to him, do, do anything. Once the dog settles down, now you can have your conversation with that person. And then once he finally sits, then just continue your conversation. And once he's kind of calm, then you can tell that person to come on in, side profile. They can say hi and then step away. And you're going to teach your dog by being calm and under control, he's going to get what he wants is the person's attention. But now this is where you got to train the humans. Don't let people come in and go, Oh, hi, how are you? And just rev the dog up. Okay, then of course the dog is going to go, Wah! All right, we're working for manners here. All right, so teach people how to be calm around your dog and not rev them up. So anytime the dog starts jumping on you, would you're out on a walk or if you want to stand and talk to somebody or somebody says, can I pet your dog? You say, just a minute. You know, personally, I will not let anybody that I do not know pet my dog. People within my circle can pet my dog. But if I'm out on a walk and somebody says, oh, what a cool dog, can I pet him? I resoundingly say no. And the reason is, my dog does not need to meet people that are not in my circle. They do not need to meet dogs that you know. It's not how many dogs your dogs meet that makes them friendly. Okay, what it is 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 that if you let your dog meet people and dogs along your walk, then what happens that you, that, that every time the dog sees a your dog sees another dog coming or a human coming, they get themselves all wow Because of the excitement of meeting somebody new. And the thing is, is that what happens if your dog jumps and actually rips somebody's clothes? Because you're not under control. You know, people are so sue happy. Or they come in to pet your dog, and their tooth gets caught in the cuff of their... Your dog's tooth gets caught on the cuff of that person's uh, uh, sweatshirt or whatever. Okay, he pulls back. Hey, your dog bit me. No, my dog didn't bite you. Well, look at here. I got a ripped shirt. You know, I I got a ripped shirt. So, so Hello? No, he did. not all of a sudden you got a lawyer in your door or a phone call. So that's why I know just let your dog meet It's hard work for your dog to meet new people and new dogs. So just keep within your inner circle. It's not how many dogs they know or how many people that know that make them social. What it is, is that they have a good time and a calm time with the people in your circle. All right. Because like I said, there's some dogs that look like they're going to be very friendly, and then all of a sudden, the, the dog raises, the, the new dog raises his head. The tail gets, um, is not, is waggy, but real slow. And all of a sudden, there's a fight. All right. So the thing is, is that being social in the human world is that you can have a friend. And you haven't killed them. <laughs> you don't deck them. You don't smack them around. You know, whereas you could be kind and general, a genus and easygoing with that person. It's not how many friends you have. It's how, what kind of friend you are. Same with dogs. It's not how many friends they have. Is that they can be social where they don't clock them or try to eat them. That's what we want. And that is not attained by letting them meet dog after dog after dog or human after two, human after human. It's only attained. Excuse me, that you find good play buddies, that the two personalities match, and they have a good time. All right? And everybody knows I hate dog parks and doggy play groups. Uh, uh, and the doggy play groups are more, if you've got to do it, but i just hope that whoever's watching the room is paying attention to all the dogs, but at dog parks, nobody's paying attention to the dynamics. They're just, there visiting and all of a sudden there's a fight or your dog gets pounded on something and now is yelping. He's got an owie, whether he, you know, hurt a muscle, his back, his ACL or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, t- remember teach, use their brain. All right. Okay. Who's up to bat?
1: All right. Uh, so Shannon is back. The last caller from the end of the hour. Oh, okay. Um, she has a response. Uh, okay, back. So, okay. Hey, yeah. Shannon. How
0: you doing? Oh, hey, Shannon. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Okay, Katie, Katie. Yes, this is Shannon. Oh hi. Um, the information that I wanted to
2: pass on to you regarding the cat with the ovarian issue. Okay. Oh yeah.
0: Okay, Shannon. Oh, Shannon Powell. <laughs> yes, yeah, so
2: me. I had a cat that had to have a second um, neutering, and the way it was explained to me is. Cast ovaries are not like uh, one glob. They are very stringy. Okay, And if, if any of that tissue is not removed initially, they can still have heat cycles. Really? Yes. And that's why um, my one former cat had unfortunately had to have a second tr- surgery because after the initial one, she came back into heat, and it was a matter that some of that tissue had not been completely removed.
0: Wow, interesting! interesting. And so
2: that it, I'm I'm just at work. I have to go, but I'm oh. glad I got in quickly, and
0: um oh, well, I wanted to pass on to you. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. Take care. Talk much soon. Love. Okay. Bye. Bye ding ding don't we have like Jason and everybody else don't we have great listeners <laughs> <laughs> there was something somebody knows something so mm-hmm. and Shannon Poe is really nice she's got two great dogs and, and she just uh, just, uh, she's really is a true Tries to know everything and learn everything that she possibly can, you know, wh- with whatever is going on with her puppers and such like that. So, so he's doing the whoop-de-do ad. So that must mean me. <laughs> hey, give a holler. You got open line six five one six four one one zero seven one. Want to hear a joke about paper? We'll be back. Hey, we're burning through the hour. We only got like a little less than forty five minutes left. So anyway, here we go. <clears throat> Want to hear a joke about paper? Let's hear it. Never mind. It's terrible. T E A R. Oh. A B L E is terrible.
1: Just terrible. There you go. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, I'm here next week, too. <laughs> Same time. <laughs> All right. Who's up?
1: All right. So we have uh, Michelle on the line, and she is a 19 year old cat. Uh, with potentially diabetes.
0: Oh, wow. Look at you spelling all that out, potential, and then diabetes. <laughs> I don't know I can if never I spelled that right, but... I can never spell <laughs> diabetes. I don't know why. Every time a spell check nails me, I don't know why. I just can't get that one straight. All right, Michelle, how you doing? Hi, hey, good. Good, good. So, you said 19-year-old. So, what's, what do you mean potential? What's your, what's your thoughts on this? Well,
3: she was drinking a lot, eating a lot, peeing a lot, and... Um, Her back legs were starting to get a little wobbly. Mm -hmm. So I Googled those symptoms and it said that that's possible neuropathy in the back legs from diabetes. Yeah. Also because of the age. So I changed her diet two weeks ago to a much more higher protein and low phosphorus. Okay. And she's gotten much better. Good.
0: Is it a dry food? No, this is wet. Excellent. And yep, that's bingo. That's what, you just hit the nail on the head. Okay. Well, she's
3: been drinking, she's been eating wet food anyway, but it's not been very high protein.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So you're not giving any dry whatsoever? No. Good. Oh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> okay. She's only got one and a half teeth. Okay, <laughs> one and a half teeth, okay. Now, will she eat like, you know, like hamburger? Uh, ground turkey, you know, raw. Um, she might. I've never tried it. Yeah, that's what you want to try to do. Try to get some more, like, raw, you know, stuff into her because that has high, obviously higher protein. Raw chicken, you know, uh, stay away from like tuna just for the fact that, uh, you know, it's heavy metal. Right. So you can give it to her once a week if you want, but that's it. And then, but you did bingo on that, the higher protein, because cats are all, you know, they're true carnivores that they, all they do is eat birds and mice and a story. All right. And so that's why uh the diabetes comes from uh feeding cats dry food because it's at least 50% carbs, carbs turn into sugar. And that's why so many indoor cats get so grossly fat. And then all of a sudden they got diabetes. And so but anyway, he's gotten skinnier and skinnier, skinnier yeah, but so, the, I know, know yeah, but that's what happens once they get diabetes from being so fat, then it turns around and hits them in the butt, okay now, what you can do is you can there's some people what they 'll do you can get a uh you can uh, uh, uh maybe you can find it online a, a cat meter for diabetes where you you know like you do it in their ear you know what i mean how you take draw blood to find out what, mm-hmm. what for diabetes you can get one you know for for uh some people use people ones but i think it has to be recalibrated but anyway um so just check online and see if you can find one otherwise just bring them in have them you know test her to see what, mm-hmm. where she's at and see what her numbers are but the big thing is is yeah higher protein and you know try some raw Um, I would even go to say, like, uh, if you go into the uh, raw, into uh, the dog, you know, food, that Mm -hmm. try to find one that is like 95%, 98%, you know, raw, you know, I mean, where the protein is. Right. The higher the protein, the better. And and just try that to get more into her because uh, uh, but otherwise to take her to the vet, having the stats, having the blood work done instead of playing a guessing game. You know, what I mean, uh, I, that's I, I, if this was my cat, I'd go and have blood work done because it's, I don't like guessing games. I want to know where I'm at. I want to know if they're in re- if she's in renal failure. Then there's uh, there's uh, some stuff from uh, standard process that you can put her on to slow that down. Okay, like if she's in, you know, kidney failure, or whatever type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many, th- when they're that age, there's so many things that it could be. And instead of just treating one thing and thinking it's one thing, but another thing could be contributing to that. And so that's why I would want to know what, you know, what the blood profile tells me. Okay, is right. she in renal failure? Does she have, di- you know, have a test for, you know, obviously diabetes? And then just see where else, uh, all her other stats are.
3: Okay. Does, she, does
0: she stress out a lot when she goes to the vet? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a bummer. I, I know I just hate that. Well, she so,
3: hasn't been to the vet in probably ten years.
0: Okay, um, there are mobile vets out there that come to We've your home right
3: across the street from us.
0: Oh, okay, so, okay, yeah. Okay. Okay because like I say instead of the trauma of going and putting her in a car and bringing her you know there are mobile vets that will come to your house. But that's what I would do instead of playing a guessing game at this age 19 that's is good I, I commend you you know uh that you got it cuz my cats usually go between 19 and 25 that's when they finally leave is is within that time frame and all yeah, of ours have an old well, that's good, you. but you're a good mom, but yeah, <laughs> but instead of playing, like I said, the guessing games, or you just ride it out, you know, do you know, change the diet like you did, which is excellent, you know, thought, and then and just ride it out and just see how she does if she comes back, otherwise, you know, I mean, that's just where you, what you have to do is weigh out, you know, at least you changed it, you did a change, you know, and that seemed to help you out a little bit, so...
3: I mean, she, this is she played for the first time last week. Oh wow, cool! <laughs> and she got up and she saw her little toy and she started batting it around. I was like, wow,
0: wow, that's awesome! And how long did you? Two weeks, did you say you had this diet change? Yep. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, because it usually takes about two, two and a half weeks, you know, for the system to do the flip-flop to react. Sometimes mm-hmm. if they're really the toilet, just takes about a week to see something, you know, but then to really see them bounce back. So, like I say, you just, you've got to be comfortable. You know, greenhorn on this one. You, your cats get old and you're on top of the situation. So I'm impressed.
3: Um, Is there any supplements or anything I should be giving
0: her, like coconut oil? Or? Oh, coconut oil is always a cute, great thing, especially this time of year when the furnace is going to come on. You know, mm-hmm. put a little bit of coconut oil on her paw and let her lick it off. Okay? Yep. Uh, if you're worried if you want to give her immune system a boost or like renal a uh, uh, boost, a standard mm-hmm. process has those. I have one cat okay. on both of them. Um I get my uh, standard process from uh, Sassafras uh Health Food Store in White Bear Lake. And uh, mostly chiropractors carry Standard Process, and you can Mm -hmm. if you if you call them and say, "Can I order some cat products?" You know, they they usually will let you. (laughs) Yeah, no,
3: my chiropractor that's that's
0: his brand. Okay, good. Yep, because get the renal, and then get um, uh, like the immune support. They also Mm -hmm. have a whole body support in Standard Process for cats. And so you could do one or all three; it's totally up to yourself. And I've never had a cat turn them down. Usually, what I do is I kind of break them up and I mix, mix it in with the either the canned food or the raw food that I'm feeding. And I've never had any trouble. I have one cat that you he will he'll she'll eat anything that ain't nailed down. I could just throw it on the ground and she'll eat it. <laughs> you know, she don't <laughs> care. You know, she's just like a dog. Now, for once, I have a dog in a cat's body. Usually, I get dogs yeah. coming through, and that like, this is a cat dog a cat a dog in a cat's body. Wait a minute. Uh, cat in a dog's body. You know, as far as the mentally the way it thinks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have my Adeline is a dog in a cat's body. He, she, she is a dog, I'll tell you. So anyway, so that's why between whole body support, immune system support, and then renal support. You can read up okay. on them, see which one you want, or if you want to do all three. It's totally up to yourself. Because, you know, at this age, you know, they, by adding extra to their system, there's nothing wrong with that. All it does is help them.
3: Okay doke. That's what my concern was, is there's gotta be something else that I can be doing
0: here. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, yep. And then you can try some digestive enzymes. And mm-hmm. you can try some vital uh, or some probiotics. You can't you can never go wrong with those stuff, that stuff, by adding to their diet. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you so much. Well you bet. Thank you for the call. Good luck. Keep me posted. Will do. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. Oh jeez, I'm really impressed. That was a nice boy, she was she's Johnny on the spot. Or Jerry on the spot, or Julie on the spot, or whatever. Okay, let me see what, where we're going to go here. Nee, 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 nee. Did you hear about the circus fire? Did you hear about the circus fire? We'll be back. All right. Thank you for sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. I bet everybody's closing their cabins up now. Ever since you remember, the, how, how old were you when the Halloween storm hit? Two.
1: <laughs> oh, oh geez, I feel like they just are always around like, yeah. since I've been born. At least, yeah. No,
0: so the Halloween though, you know, storm and the Halloween. Ever since we got nailed on Halloween, people are more mindful. Like in the first couple weeks of October, to try to get everything. You know, uh, you know, tunes put away everything just in case we get nailed by another big storm like that at the end of October. Mm-hmm. You know, put their, you know, the the patio furniture away and stuff like that. Because, boy, that year, yeah, all my patio <laughs> furniture wound up staying out exactly it was during the summer months <laughs> because then it froze. And, yeah, it was just it was crazy. But everybody, uh, I know my one girlfriend, uh, Cheryl. And rich bombard they're they're tying up their cabin or trabin. I told you this before. What a trabin is?
1: Uh, a trailer cabin. Yes. Hey, there you and go. And then a grabbin. A grabbin. Uh, ooh, uh, I don't know about that one.
0: A garage. That's a cabin. A oh, grabbin.
1: Okay, sweet. And then a barbin. Barbin. Uh, a brick cabin. Nope.
0: <laughs> a barn.
1: A barn cabin. A barn
0: that's turned into a cabin, a barbin. Oh, nice. There you go. A grabbin, a trabin, a babbin, and then there's a cabin. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> there we go. Okay, who's up to bat? Oh, uh-huh. did I get... Oh, here we are. I forgot, oh, yeah. this, I forgot the da- dumb, da- da- dumb dad joke. Okay, here we are. Did you hear about the circus fire?
1: No, I did not.
0: It was intense. Intense. Okay, I-N and then... Intense, T-E-N-T-S. Yeah, But intense fight. Okay. Just making sure you get it. Just yeah. making sure.
1: I'm picking up what you're throwing down.
0: There we go. Picking up what we're throwing down. All right. Now let's go to the phone. All
1: right. So we got Jackie on the phone line, and she has a service dog that is afraid of car rides.
0: Oh, my. No, that's unreal. Okay. Hi, Jackie. How you doing? Hi. Hi. He's not
4: really afraid of car rides, but... In the car, you know, we have to socialize them for the service company that is, you know, getting
0: Okay, you're bouncing in and out. Are you out. traveling? Stand still. We can't get you. We can't hear your you're your bouncing in and out.
4: Okay, hold on, hold
0: on. Let okay. Me take- okay. Okay, try this again. Okay. There okay. we are. Look at that. Okay, you're <laughs> oh. Stand still. Uh, yeah, he, oh, we're bouncing Okay, we're bouncing. We don't. We didn't get any of that. What? Okay, there we got that. We that's the only thing we've heard so Hold far. Hold on, I got
4: off there because it, it, it fights with my car phone. Okay, now everything we just he's five months old. Okay, them and take them places
0: the car okay hey we jackie did... if you want
1: to call us back and uh you know retry the connection that would be awesome because uh, the audio well, is I just,
4: I just i turned my car off that's what was happening
0: okay now so i turned my we'll try it one more time yep don't move oh, okay he's five months
4: old he's five months old it's going to be a service dog for a veteran okay uh, and we usually take them all a whole bunch of places to Costco and every place to get them, but he doesn't want to get in the car. We just got them yesterday and he won't get in the car. Any
0: suggestions? Yeah. You'd be very happy about it. Hey, we're going for a ride. Let's go. And then I don't use treats, but then this is one place treats have got to come in, okay? But put it not up on the seat. Put it on the floor so he sticks his head in to get it. Oh, good job. Yeah, you. Okay, and then put it in a little bit farther. Oh, look at you. Okay, but don't have them... uh, um, to go from the ground onto the seat sometimes is a little bit too much uh, coordination for a dog that age. And so you want oh, him to try okay. to go in on um, by way from the ground to the floor and then up on the seat. And then as he gets okay. the coordination, from his back feet to his front feet, to leap in there, then we can do it. But we want to do a baby steps. And so that's oh, okay. what... So just have him just... If he would just puts his front paws in, you know, just practice. Okay. Just just practice, but don't don't. Your goal is to get him to jump into the car, okay? But practice it when you don't need the you know to get him in the car, so that gotcha. so that it just becomes a trick when you say "hop" or "car or, ride." He's like, "Yes, all right, oh, okay." Got so, it. I got it. Okay. Thank so you, Katie. You betcha. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. That was a tough connection. Oh yeah, but it was a good. Um, but that's the thing, though, guys. If the, if the dog don't just you know throw the dog in. You know, I, I'm just amazed at how many people they open up their hatchbacks and they're pulling out and carrying a, like a sixty pound dog. It's like that dog has got enough legs; it can jump out of the back of the hatchback, you know, onto the ground. You know, so no, he won't. He's, I said, make give him incentive, clap your hands, look happy, squeak a toy. Come on, let's go. Yeah, yes, make it a party. Just like, you know, th- that throwing, you know, don't just throw it, start getting go from the ground onto the seat. Have them, you know, because the way cars are made so much now, the floor space really is bad, you know, in the back seats. And so they're, they're, it's kind of scrunchy. So that's what you want to be able to do is to be able to get it. Like, even if he just puts his paws on the floor of the backseat, oh, yay, good job, yay you, and let him back out. And then maybe now you do it again. Then pretty soon, what's going to happen is it's going to go. You're going to put the treat in farther, and then maybe up on the seat. And so just baby step it. And so it might take it two three days where he's comfortable to jump in by himself when you open the door. But the dog shouldn't jump in until you say the word "car." Hop in, just because he sees uh, a door open, and that's where you want to teach the dog the word "wait." Wait means wait here a second until I like. Uh, uh, you have to, die. let's say we have to, uh, clean his paws off a little bit because he just walked through a puddle. So just wait. And so now when you want him to go in the car, then you're going to give your keyword. Hop in car. Yay, good job. Make it fun. Throw a toy in there. Whatever, just, just so that they make it fun. Don't, if he d- thinks you're going to bend over, Pick up his front feet and put them in and then pick up the back feet and then put him in. They just kind of like hit the dirt where all of a sudden you try to get the whole dog off the ground and up into it. So let them just put him on a leash so he can't run away and just make it that it's a fun, fun thing to go jumping into the, into the car and have a time. Sometimes you just have him jump in and then have him jump out. Yay! And then walk away. And then sometimes jump in go turn on the stereo for a little bit sing a couple songs uh, turn off the the stereo come back let the dog out so just have some fun with it so that the the dog is willing you know what I mean to have fun with it okay and FYI if your dog is uh, gets a little bit green in the gills when uh, you're driving where he starts sliving a lot or he might yeah start, or pukes start putting a pinch of ground ginger. On your dog's food or mix it in with canned pumpkin or plain yogurt. And because ginger settles the stomach... And that's why some people drink ginger ale before they go for a car ride or whatever, anything that upsets their stomach. But anyway, so what you want is that uh, get them used to the smell and the taste. Well, it's not necessarily the taste, it's the smell of ginger. And then once you do that for a couple weeks, and then if you're go- ready to go for a car ride, then go and get uh, like the triple ginger ginger snaps at Trader Joe's are really good because there are a lot of ginger to them. And give them a, a, a ginger snap like, a you know, uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes before you're ready to go. And that will help them. So the the ginger will be getting into his system by way of you giving it to him, you know, when you feed him. And so that's going to start, you know, building up. And then his stomach is going to be, and then when he can go to rides without getting sick or green at the gills, pretty soon you don't need that anymore. He learns he doesn't get himself all knickers in the knot, you know, oh, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. Okay. Okay, who's up?
1: All right, so we have Linda on the line, and she just has a quick comment on dog parks.
0: All righty <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Should I batten down the hatches? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think okay. so. Okay. Hey, Linda, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Katie. Good. I wanted to
4: uh, uh, tell you about my experience with a dog park with our old dog about 10 years ago. Okay. I thought I was being a good dog mom and taking her... To the dog park and of course she had a, seemed to have a great time there. And when it finally was time for us to go, I get her in the car and I I don't know how many hours later it was. All of a sudden my arm was itching. I thought, what in the world's going on? And finally the next, I had developed this rash and the next day I went to the doctor and the doctor said, well, you've got poison ivy <laughs> and the only thing we could think of is that the poison ivy oils were yep. transferred onto the dog and then transferred
0: onto me. Yep, that can happen. <laughs> that can so happen. That's just another good reason not I to go to the dog, dog park. Yet. And do you know what the remedy for that is? Hm. Because in um uh, what do you want to call it? In the spice in the in Native American world, you know, usually if there's a poison the uh, mm-hmm. antidote is fairly close to it, but mm-hmm. jewel weed jewel weed is really where you Take get jewel weed and then what you do is that you wrap it like in cellophane and freeze put it mm-hmm. in your freezer. Okay. Uh-huh. So like, if yep. the, cause even like we uh, used to heat with wood and my mm-hmm. husband's really goofy about, you know, with that, with that. And he got mm-hmm. it. And so we, that's how we learned it. We take out the jewel weed, you rub it on your uh, poison ivy mm-hmm. and believe it or not, in maybe a couple of days, all gone. But now I have never, you know, uh, gotten it ever. <laughs> and I've walked through it. <laughs> and so for some reason, I'm not, my body doesn't respond to that, which I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> but jewel oh, weed, I've got a whole buttload at home. <laughs> huh.
4: Yeah, it was just really surprising because I mean yep. I'm a city girl, so I mean I you know I mean I was a Girl Scout, so I know what it looks like. Oh, that's good. But I never saw it. Yep. because it was the dog running. Like,
0: right, you know. right. Yeah, so, they could their coat can pick up a poison oak. They can poke up, and pick up a lot of things on their coat, and then it mm-hmm. then jumps in the car, or they lay on us, yep. or get home, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, and there you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. just another, another reminder,
4: reason, like you're always pushing that.
0: Thank you. Park. I appreciate that. More. Good. you. it thank was my
4: you. one and only dog park uh, adventure. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Thank, thank you. you that was so sweetie. Take care. Bye-bye, Linda. That was so nice of her. Here's a call the call. Thank you. Another nail for that. <laughs> there we go. Hey, we're winding it down. Huh? Let's see. What do we got here? Okay. You ready for this? where to it go? Oh, there it is. Why don't you trust Adam's? Why don't you trust atoms? We'll be back. All right. We're winding her down. It happens every week at this time. (laughs) Okay. Why don't you trust an atom?
1: Because they never split. Oh, that's
0: very close. Oh, you catch (laughs) it. Yeah. They make up everything.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Atoms make up everything. All right. That's why you don't trust them, because they make up everything. (laughs) I think that was kind of cute myself. And I'm not into science. (laughs) So anyway, mark that one, Dean. But that was real close. That could also be an answer for that one i'm mm-hmm. impressed there you go yeah there you go there you go okay we were talking about jumping okay earlier we said you know you're out for a walk and you meet somebody you uh you know or the dog is jumping on you like i don't want to do this and you can't make me so remember you're going to be no retractable leashes just a regular six foot nylon or a six foot leash uh leather ones before you, your comfort a nylon one and eh. But anyway, so what you're going to do is you're going to practice this. You're going to put the leash onto the t- collar or the harness. or you're using a harness, but you need a training collar. But anyway, we don't for this. But anyway, so what you're going to do is you step on the leash, the bigger dogs with both feet, smaller dogs with one feet, whereas practice this. That when you, The idea here is not to pin the dog to the ground. The idea is that the dog lurches out at somebody or up at you, that they correct themselves, and they usually do it two times, and all of a sudden they're sitting And then all of a sudden, they're laying. Don't pet them. Don't acknowledge them. Let them figure it out. Just stand with your hands to your body and just ignore and and talking to that person. All right? Now, you're going to do the same thing at the door. Knock, knock. Somebody's at the door. You're going to say, just a minute. And you're going to keep a leash by the door. And before you open the door, you're going to put it on the dog. And you're going to be facing east and west if the company's coming in north and south. You want people to walk past you, not into you. Now, you're going to step on the leash. All right. And then now if the dog people come in there and do not say hi to the dog, do not acknowledge the dog, just walk on by. They can say hi to you, but they cannot acknowledge the dog. So then everybody's going to come through. Everybody goes sit in the deck, uh, on the deck, in the kitchen, in the living room, whatever you shut the door. Okay, and then now, remember, if the dog tries to jump out as the people, as they're passing by, he corrects himself. And you'll be really surprised on how fast the dog learns because it's an immediate reaction to their action. It's not a correction from you where that there's a time lag in there. And so just by standing on the leash, remember, do not pin the dog to the ground. You wind up, you practice with this, put a knot in the leash or whatever, that would, so you know right where to stand if the dog goes to jump out, that you quick just stand on that knot and then keep your hands to your body and then ignore the dog, just kind of look away. Remember, a side profile to the dog is a calming signal, all right? Let them figure it out instead of you cranking and cranking and cranking. And then you're going to train your humans <laughs> to not, you know, get, rev the dog up at a house. My buddy today. Oh, look at buddy. Love you. Oh, look at you. Because that's going to send the dog into hyperspace and you're trying to work on calmness. And so then instead of you cranking on the dog, knock it off, sit, bad dog, or kneeing him in the, kneeing him in the chest. Don't go down. Teach the dog what you want them to be. Calm, steady, and that the, you need to be calm and steady. So when you're standing in a leash, just ignore. Keep your hands to yourself. Side profile to the dog. And if he tried, to, and once he finally calms down and just kind of goes, well, isn't this fun? Then take take your foot off the leash and just start walking forward again. If you're out for a walk. Or if you're standing talking to somebody, they just stand in the leash. The dog can uh, either sit or lay and wait for you. That's the thing. You're teaching the dog to be patient, to wait, to see what's going to, you know, what's coming next. Well, I guess mom and dad is going to talk for 15, 20 minutes here. I guess I got to just lay here and, work, you know, figure it out. And so it'll work instead of cranking so if you so whether you're out on a walk and you want to talk to somebody or when somebody comes to the door east and west your goal here is that pretty soon the dog learns to just sit and be patient that you don't need to stand on the leash anymore you're teaching them by being you know just steady and just calm that they're just gonna be they're gonna get what they want we're gonna get somebody's attention people's attention and, uh, so anyway, so that's right. But you got to practice it so that you know what you're doing. You'll practice it with, you know, people in your house. Say, okay, Mom, come on up. We're going to pet the dog. No, first stand on the leash. Once the dog is calm, then. And remember the invisible dog, okay, that you also want to practice. And this is when company comes over too, because it's usually the first 15 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour that when people come over, the dog goes, ah, you're here to see me. Okay. So what you do is you're going to practice this prior to people coming over. You don't need a training collar. Just put a uh, nylon leash. So in case a dog chews through it, it's not a big deal. Uh, uh Put it on the dog and then sit, take three quarters of the leash and put it on the chair and sit on it. Great. Take your hand and hold your wrist with the opposite hand and rest it in your lap. Now, don't look at the dog, don't touch the dog, Just don't. you don't even own a dog, that's why it's called the Invisible Dog. Well, if he looks up at you, just turn your head sideways. If he puts his paws up on your lap, extend your arm forward and give a, a bump, keep your head sideways, remember side profile, call me signal, extend your arms out in front and bump them and just go, ah, or right. hey." All right, but don't look at them. For some reason, when people extend their arm out, their head comes forward, and the dog's like, ha, ha, made you look, made you look, ha, ha. All right, so keep your head sideways. And what you want is just keep your hand on the wrist, and you want the dog to just calm themselves down, all right, and don't look at them. And just go about your talking, or let's say, now eventually when the dog gets good at this, you can either talk on the phone, look at your uh emails uh read a book uh do a painting <laughs> whatever you want to do that the dog just learns to wait till you're done instead of goading you and goading you and goading you but don't remember don't look at him. the minute you look at him, the dog's gonna go ah made you look made you look okay and so what we got to do is teach the dog we know the dogs can go 100 100 miles an hour what we want to do is teach him calmness and calmness gets he uh, gets what he wants from you, attention. And then be what you want a dog, the dog to be. Just steady and calm. Oh, very nice. What a buddy. If it seems like the dog could have rev up, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, just settle. Just settle. Turn your head sideways and then peek back. Turn your head, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, that's enough. Remember, I'm normally a loud, obnoxious person. But when I get around dogs and kids, I, call, I steady out. And that's what you need to do. Everybody thinks that they say it loud enough. The dog will do it. All the dog hears is that "Bring it on, let's go." So what you got to do is just calm down, people, and remember we want to use, we want to put the minutes in, on their brain, not the miles on their feet. Okay, or the miles on the brain and not the miles on the feet. However you want to remember it. The more you make that dog think, folks, it's amazing what the how the relationship does comes together because they really truly look to you now they're not barking so much they're not testing you it's just it's amazing when people take the time to teach a dog now do you, brian does any of your friends have dogs around you
1: um yeah i actually yeah one of my buddies has a,
0: and like, a lab okay yeah. and then now has he is he a jumpy jumpy blah blah blah, blah lab or what
1: um, or I is he 100 s-
0: years old and can't move? <laughs> no, he,
1: no, he's probably a year, maybe Ooh,
0: okay. two years old. Oh, okay. So he's old. a pup. Yeah. So he's still got puppy mush brain.
1: But he's huge. Like, he's like a huge dog like, okay. uh, for a lab. Um, okay.
0: And so now, does he do any training with him? Or is he screaming and yelling? Or does he teaching words at all to him? Or what?
1: I believe words. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're doing like a training program. But, okay. Uh, um. Yeah. I. Uh, every time that I've. Um. You know. Engaged with the dog. Um. It's never been jumpy. It's mainly okay. just high energy. Like okay. I want to see you. Hi. 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 Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because that's what you want to do is help people teach your dogs how to be remain calm because that's usually the, the three quarters of what I get is people that it's like the dog jumps I don't want him to jump anymore then I want the dog to come but how do you call your dog come
1: <laughs> well, that
0: <laughs> makes you, anybody want to come to you. <laughs> and so that's why, but first of all, let's just take this jumping at people at the, you know, guests when they come in. And then like when you're out for a walk or even like when you're for a walk by yourself and there are a lot of, dope, especially it seems to be a golden thing that when they get, uh, they start, the goldens love to have things in their mouth, you know, carry things around, whatever type thing. But a lot of Goldens, what they do when they get frustrated or just want to poke you, especially if they're younger, they just stand on their back legs and then like try to grab with their front legs the people or their arms or whatever. Like, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to make me. And then what you do is you just look sideways, side profile, calming signal, and then step on that line and then let the dog try it again. So, anyway, so folks, you got to train. If you don't train them, you can't blame them. All right input input that takes care of barking it takes care of potty training the more they know then they start really thinking well brian it was a great week i'm sorry that we won this week but i'm sorry they lost last last week (laughs) always get them next time okay guys we'll see you next week don't if you don't hide them if you don't let's see if you don't train them don't hide them or if you don't yeah you know what i mean train your dog